0: Hiya babes, thanks so much for joining me on episode 2 of I'll Have a Film Please Bob. This week I'm talking to stand-up comedian and good pal Eddie Edwards about new Netflix film old guard. In the following chat that we have I did spot one swear word, the four letter S word, so if any of you PG mamas and papas were gonna listen to this in the car, maybe not, or if you're fine with it's only one use of that word, it's very quick, then listen away and I hope you enjoy it. After we do the chat I'll be running through my bobcorn which are the one-line reviews of the other films I've been watching this week. And I decide whether they are sweet or salty. In the back row with Bobby this episode is Eddie Edwards. Hello, Eddie.
1: Hello, Bobby. How are you doing?
0: I am doing really well, yeah. 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 I'm uh, (laughs) going to try making kombucha tomorrow.
1: Oh, I hear that's very difficult.
0: Um, Hayley says it's easy, but Hayley is skilled at many things, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's yeah. just easy for Hayley, I don't know.
1: Hayley nearly became a professional baker at one point, so.
0: Yeah, might... right, <laughs> Right, and again, episode one, we we're talking about her Eurovision parties, she's the hostess yeah. with the mostess. <laughs> got all the skills so yeah i'll report back if it's only easy for hayley or if it's also easy for bob
1: <laughs> if it is easy let me know because at the moment my uh, my girlfriend is spending an inordinate amount of money on kombucha from uh, from sainsbury's so oh really uh, okay yeah. i'll let you know i'll let you know and then you can
0: have one of my scoby babies or whatever they're called i don't know we'll do it yeah we'll yeah. have a kombucha party so um <laughs> how how do we know each other
1: um well I, you you asked me to mention this and i looked at it. we've been friends on facebook since 2009 which i think is when i first joined facebook yeah <laughs> so yeah we've we've been friends going back i think we we met through i believe your ex boyfriend uh one? from long long ago uh would be uh ryan ryan
0: i Woodson. think it's through
1: ryan that we originally met long after you'd already broken up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah. Gilly was hanging out with them. Yeah. So I, it must have been through Woodsy and yeah, through met, Gilly.
1: Yeah, I met everybody through Gilly, like in that, like Brentwood group. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So it goes back a long time because it was all started when we, I, I, I like going Reading Festival and our first one I went to was, was, I think, 2005 or six. Right. So yeah, a long, long time.
0: Long time ago. Oh, my God, we're so old.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, because we used to... Uh, there was a little Brentwood group. We used to live in a flat above the Charles Napier pub. Yeah. <laughs> after we stayed there, like, changing the people who were in the flat, but always having this flat. And then after we moved out, I remember the day we had to clean it. And everyone who'd uh, lived there went to clean it. Did yeah. you go too? Were you
1: there? Yeah, because I'd, I'd, I'd spent a good six months on the sofa at that point um (laughs) uh, and then after after they they did finally move out uh, i believe the landlords came in and the owners of the property when she saw the state of the place cried
0: (laughs) and that was after we'd cleaned it we'd spent hours yeah just cleaning it and fixing it (laughs)
1: yeah but then equally i blame them because at no point in any of the like inspections did they say what have you done?
0: No, no, never. <laughs> Give me a brief description of your relationship to film.
1: Um, I'm I'm am I'm I'm a massive film nerd, uh, as you know. Um, I I've got I'm one of those people. I've got a Cineworld unlimited card and uh, a membership at the PCC. Um, I love movies. Um, I, me, uh, I probably watch at least me and Emma watch at least one a day. Mm. um admittedly at the moment it is mostly rewatching the fugitive and dante's peak but oh, classics. Um, yeah great movies um but yeah i love like big blockbuster stuff and smaller more niche things but yeah i've got a pretty broad taste but yeah bit of a bit of a stereotypical film nerd love me a star wars and a marvel film but also you know like brick which is like rian johnson's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joseph
0: Gordon-Levitt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, and to gauge your kind of mood on films right now, if you could rewatch any film, which film would you choose?
1: Right. Okay, I'm going to cheat on this because it's one. Of, it's one of two.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, it's either Jojo Rabbit because oh. I saw it in the cinema just before all this kicked off. Yeah. And I haven't had a chance. And it, it's if this wasn't going on, I probably would have seen it three or four times by now. Yeah. Um. And the other one, which is kind of linked to what we're going to talk about today, is the Highlander.
0: Oh, okay. the original.
1: Uh, yeah, the original, not Chris any Lambert, of the sequels. Sean yeah. Connery. Sean Connery playing an Egyptian uh, you, by yeah. way of Japan, uh, while Christopher Lambert plays a Scottish man.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Who plays the uh, you know the evil guy? What's he called the Krugen?
1: The, the kurgan yeah I, th- I'm, Thank you. I think it's the same guy who's the prison guard in shawshank but i can never remember the guy's name
0: is it the guy who looks kind of um scandinavian really tall yeah uh
1: let me just i'll, I'll google this quickly uh, okay. <laughs> this is one of the advantages. uh clancy brown that's his name is it yeah uh
0: is it yeah, he yeah he is
1: the, he is the guy in uh, shawshank redemption and then that's he's not really a good,
0: and... that's such a good spot Eddie. i never realized that
1: no they he the he's the two roles are very different uh,
0: <laughs> yeah but um,
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those ones that, it was one of those things that i ne- i never spotted myself until somebody pointed it out to me years later and i was like no uh, <laughs>
0: that's so cool yeah i never knew that he's awesome yeah
1: that's a good
0: one Okay, so Highlander or Jojo Rabbit, I think they're both great choices. <laughs> I'd watch either of those. Um, we watched this film. This film is uh, that we're reviewing today is The Old Guard, released 2020. It's just released on Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: What date was Friday? 10th.
1: Yeah. 10th yeah, of July, and it's
0: a Netflix film.
1: Yeah, I'm not certain what is it the...
0: financed by Netflix? Because it was um, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm
1: not... I'm not certain on that because I, I think that it, it, this could be one of those ones that I remember hearing something about this a, about a year or so ago, uh, but I don't know if this was supposed to come out in cinemas and then has been pushed onto Netflix. But it seems to, it, I think it's, uh, it, Netflix seems to be claiming it as an original, but I have no idea what that means in this context. But...
0: No, I don't know because they do that with a lot of things. Netflix original. Yeah. Mm, no, no Netflix.
1: But if it is something that Netflix did Sort of commission. I think that's if that is the case. Then there's some very interesting things about the movie that I think, if this is okay by Netflix, it says some sort of interesting things about what, how they work as a studio.
0: Ah, that's really intriguing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, would Let's you talk wanna... about our
0: ratings first? Yeah. And then we'll go into into why you say that because that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I would give this a seven possibly a seven and a half
1: out of ten yeah that's that's similar to where i am on it i'd say it's a solid seven and a half movie it's um if if somebody told me they love this movie and they thought it was a 10 out of 10 i'd appreciate that but equally if somebody said "Uh, it's a bit meh it's not my thing i'd get that as well it's it's a solid seven and a half uh for me
0: same yeah i really agree with that um and you actually you recommended this film to me
1: yes yes i did um the reason that I said it's interesting that with the Netflix side of things, if it is them who produced it, is because the fact that this is a female led action movie with an incredible amount of not just um, LGBT representation uh, happening in it, um, but also uh, it's a, it's a, the main cast is 10, there's maybe like 10 main actors in this. And I did a quick tally up, only three of them are white men. Ah. Um, and that's why I was thinking if this is a Netflix thing, that's interesting to me because, um, a lot of times with Hollywood movies, you have these weird things where they'll release a movie and the movie flops because the movie is bad, but Hollywood it's some larger trend and don't make movies like that for a decade. So like, um, a good example is that when Cutthroat Island came out, it bombed and then we didn't get another movie with a boat in it until 2005
0: is that when Pirates true? came
1: out. Yeah, they didn't do any pirate movies between those two because everybody thought pirate movies were over.
0: Cutthroat Island with Gina Davis, right? Yeah, I think it's the right one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Matthew Modine. Uh
0: Um,
1: Yeah, so I, but and I think that that's how Hollywood can only do things; they can respond to trends. But Netflix have this huge amount of data that nobody else has, and they, for example, know like if they're looking at my Netflix recommendations. I've watched every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race but I've also watched Con Air like eight times on Netflix and I've watched Robocop and stuff like that and I think that if you've got that data and you go, oh, there's people out there who like action movies and aren't turned off by, um, by gay representation, you can make an action movie with gay characters in it without having to worry about focus groups and stuff like that and that's what I thought was interesting about this.
0: Yeah, I think that's really astute. And um, for me, so I did see when it came onto Netflix, like, you know, I get the Netflix emails, this is a film yeah. you may be interested. But then I was going to put it on my list and I thought, well, this is just going to be one of those films that I put on the list and I just leave it there. Because they, those kinds of films, they tend to be this one female lead yes a female-led film I love a female-led film but then it tends to be them surrounded by men right yeah and the same thing you know you see this film over and over and over again there's this one woman she's very cool she's kicking ass but then everyone else is men and it's just boring and I was worried that this was going to be that kind of film but it isn't at all (laughs) there are so many female characters in it and really cool female characters and also some not cool female characters (laughs) (laughs) and then the men like you say are such a mixture of um sexual orientations of races of uh like the places that they've come from that it makes it a much more interesting film than i was expecting
1: yeah that's that's similar to to what i had i thought this is going to be some sort of like fantasy knockabout nonsense with sort of some token representation, but not really doing anything with that. Um, but I and thought, we've you know, seen I'll give
0: Charlize it- Theron do those roles before, like in Aeon Flux, for instance. Yeah,
1: Aeon Flux is a great example of the sort of thing that, go, oh yeah, female-led movie, and then literally every other person in it is a white dude. And, yeah. um, like And it's, it's one of those things where I'm just bored of seeing white dudes in movies i've seen there's 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 50 years of movies i can go back and watch to see the same white boring (laughs) protagonist save the day yeah um where and it's time to do some more interesting stuff and i think they handle the more interesting stuff that they do in this really really well
0: yeah i agree yeah so i'm gonna start with the synopsis that's on netflix because i don't want to give any spoilers away for this movie so this is the information that's on there that you'll see before you click on the film. Every time you pause the film, it comes up. So I feel like I'm safe talking up to that point. Does that sound fair?
1: Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I'm with you. There's a lot about this movie that you don't, you don't want to know going in.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Netflix says four undying warriors who've secretly protected humanity for centuries become targeted for their mysterious powers. Woo! just as they discover a new immortal.
1: Yeah. I think it, I think one thing we can add is when they say mysterious powers, the mysterious power is literally just being immortal.
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's um like, this is why I, was, I mentioned that something else I liked about this movie, and that's why I mentioned, I mentioned The Highlander before, is there is, I found out um, last week that at the moment they are, there is um, a remake of The Highlander.
0: Yes, I saw production. about that. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's in the lead for it?
1: I, I don't know about that, but okay. I also is in heavy production. I don't know if they've ever made any casting announcements. Okay. But it just got me to thinking that the reason Highlander is a great movie isn't because they went and found a movie from 30 years before and remade it. It's because it's because they did something interesting and new, which was. It seems like they did a lot in the 80s. You had things like RoboCop, mm. Highlander, Terminator, and stuff. And now a lot of movies tend to be reboots of those franchises. Yeah, and it seems to me if you like Highlander instead of making another Highlander this is the movie you should make
0: yeah yeah, I like Where that
1: you, you take yeah. those same concepts but try and do something different with them and I think this does something that is different enough from Highlander to make it, it very much its own thing
0: I absolutely agree and I really liked the new take on immortality that they're not invulnerable And it's not um, they get shot and then it disappears. It's they get shot and they heal, right? Yeah. Like they still heal. It's just at an accelerated rate. Not even, not like Buffy where it's like, you know, a day and then she's fine. But within, you know, within a minute or two. And I thought the special effects that they used to show that were fantastic because they're quite understated.
1: Yeah, it's very little things like just holding on shots while wounds close up and like bullets fall out and little <sighs> bits like that. that I, I thought, loved that. Yeah. That, um, yeah, it's, it's got, it's stuff like that is, is fantastic. And I just, I loved the, I, again, without, I don't think it's going too spoilery to say that these characters have been around for various lengths of time they, they established. Right, well.
0: because and, like, they're immortal. My, so if you think about a vampire film, you know, they've always been around for however many hundred years
1: yeah and and i like the i i love movies that have that sort of deep gulf of time where you've got these characters like the, some of the immortals are a couple of 100 years old and then they're talking about how one of them oh they don't know how old she is she's forgotten like yeah. whoa okay <laughs> so that's a I feel like that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i i i, I say I, I didn't wasn't expecting anything of this and i just put it on on netflix and just found myself getting completely sucked in to mm-hmm. the point where I, I again I don't think it's there's there's a little sequel hook at the end of this. Yes. Um and unlike a lot of times where that's put into something and you just sort of roll your eyes uh a bit because you feel it's like it's trying to do that Marvel thing where Marvel kind of earned it in a way that other people haven't. And if you've ever seen like the uh the mummy movie with uh Brendan Tom Cruise. Fraser.
0: Oh, Tom Cruise. Okay, yeah. The new
1: one, but it was supposed to be the Dark Universe. That's got a little sequel hook, and I just roll my eyes. It's like, you're not getting a sequel. Nobody else is in. But this one, when it had that little hook, I was like, oh, I'm fully on board for more of this.
0: Me too. I was so glad to see that sequel hook at the end, because I was thinking, oh, we didn't find out about this thing. You know? Yeah. I wonder what happened to this thing, this plot line that that has kind of finished and then you get the sequel hook and i was like yeah thank goodness we're (laughs) hopefully gonna look at this a bit more because that would be so cool
1: yeah and it's um it's when people do see this that they're it's it's the it's it might be one of the most horrifying not in terms of visuals but in terms of the concept of what it is it's one of the most horrifying ideas i've ever been presented by (sighs) a movie when you just realize go oh Oh, and it kicks in. You start to think about it, think it through what that must be like to experience. You're like, right. that's all, That's the worst thing that I've ever think I've ever seen happen to a fictional character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was really, I was really worried <laughs> when the film ended <laughs> because I, I wanted it to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this film has a pretty amazing cast actually because it's so it's Charlize Theron in the lead yeah and then it is um in not that big a role actually is Chiwetel Ejiofor
1: yeah yeah he's yeah I was I'm always glad to see him in stuff but I'm always annoyed to have to talk about him because I cannot
0: pronounce his name I know what I know (laughs) he's so good yeah so good um I had to uh, copy and paste it from Wikipedia. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm really sorry, she would tell. It's my bad. Um, you know, but he's in like, a I couple of my thought... favourite
1: films and I can never bring him up. <laughs>
0: I know. I actually thought that he deserves some awards for his performance. Even though it's a smaller role, it's a supporting role. Um, some of his moments, I thought, were Beautiful.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's, it's, it's a character that in another movie could be very throwaway away and, and just there to play a part in the story. But the motivation that he has and the way he explains himself puts it to another level where you just go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I can understand why you are doing the things that you're doing. Right, and it'd be super easy to not have done that and just have him be... Somebody who was hired by somebody, and just like you could have slotted any character type into that role, really. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So and they've but, actually made it this really well developed, this quite beautiful character in the yeah. end, which I yeah. really liked.
1: Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I like because the, there's no reason to do it other than oh, it's more fun and interesting, and <laughs> but to do that. But yeah, I, I thought that was definitely yeah it's definitely he's he's great in everything he's in
0: so good well i'd say except for me kinky boots that might be personal Uh, though
1: i've not seen kinky boots
0: i just didn't like him in it okay (laughs) the musical the stage musical i think is better uh but obviously you're not going to get an opportunity to see that for a while (laughs) (laughs) so sorry
1: Yeah, thank you for reminding everybody of the before times.
0: <laughs> when we could go outside. Um, so uh, joining Charlie Theron um, in the female lead was Kiki Lane. Uh, I hadn't seen her in anything else. I'm looking. She has been in a few things.
1: Yeah, she's unknown to me as well. I, I, I was not familiar with her.
0: No. Uh, what did you think of her? I thought she was
1: great. I thought this is like this is if this is sort of like her breakout role, it's she's going to be somebody that in five, six years, she's going to be very much somebody who you everybody is aware of. Yeah. I, I think this is. Yeah, she's she's good. She's a very good actor, but she's also this is a doing she's very good at doing this sort of action stuff as well.
0: She's With, perfect for this kind of film.
1: Yeah. 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 Which I, I think she's she's. She's great, and and especially how film is at the moment. She's the kind of person who I'll be stunned if in five six years' time isn't in like a Marvel movie, uh, or something of that sort. sort uh, alongside, like how these the Marvel actors are, where they're doing the Marvel movies and then are all doing their little, weird little independent projects on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could totally see her being being in that sort of role. But yeah, she's she was really really impressed me in this.
0: Yeah, I agree. She was great, and it was refreshing to have. To have a black woman in a lead role in an action film like this
1: yeah yeah that's yeah definitely the sort of role that like again in, in a in a less interesting film this would be the character who is introduced to to die somehow in the yeah. first uh, like at the end of the first act sort of thing but
0: absolutely the, yeah
1: yeah um and it's it's timely as well because you've got to figure this must have been in production for a couple of for it. Well, they're filming outside. So it's been in production since last year at least. Um so it's it's kind of not it must be ha happy accident for Netflix to go, Oh, we've got a movie with a black lead coming out after the back. Yeah, I'm okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
1: true. Uh, yeah given that. yeah. But I yeah, I think that somebody at Netflix is definitely deserving to give themselves a pat on the back for <laughs> for this.
0: I really liked as well that neither Charlize or Kiki were like particularly sexualized.
1: No, no. There is there are hints at Charlize's character having had a relationship in the past, but it's never explicitly stated and there's never um she, there's not a there's not a, a character thrown in just to be the love interest
0: exactly sort
1: of and, and no romance the,
0: story for those two women which yeah. i loved
1: but yeah especially because we feel these uh, character, it doesn't make sense for the character because if you are looking at somebody who's been alive this long they're not going to be particularly interested in having a conversation with what m- most human adult men or women would appear like children you've got to imagine yeah uh, which is there's a part of the movie that actually specifically addresses that in dialogue and i think it's, it's one of my favorite scenes in the I film i really
0: enjoyed that as well
1: yeah it's it's a beautiful moment
0: on the subject of love stories there is a love story in it but it's actually between two of the male characters
1: yeah two uh, two immortal uh guys in a relationship and yeah it's it's just so well handled it's not it's not one of those things where it's been done and they're pointing at it constantly going look at look over here look we've got a gay couple it's just they are gay they're there you just have to deal with it and they're not like in a lot of movies where you have gay major characters they're not side characters they're just as accomplished and as good and useful as any of the other characters um to the point where like if you were to do a spin-off movie that was like a prequel of just what they'd been up to i'd watch the shit out of
0: that i would too or a spin-off <laughs> series that would be great yeah
1: yeah you could do so much with this world and the characters that have been created that would just be fascinating to see
0: yeah so the the director is actually a female director as well so it was Gina Prince Bythewood. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I haven't seen any of her films. I've had Napoli Ever After, which she wrote but didn't direct, on my to-watch list forever. It's another one I just haven't got around to watching. And
1: yeah, she did I...
0: Secret Life of Bees, which I remember being fairly big at the time. That was about ten years ago.
1: Yeah, the name rings a bell. Um, but like, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I'd not I'd not seen any of her work previously, um, and yeah it's it's down like this is incredibly well directed movie it's the action is good without doing like that shaky cam stuff you can see what's going on stuff makes sense it's all beautifully choreographed
0: the action scenes the fight scenes are so easy to follow which often i don't find
1: yeah and equally as well it's got a sense of stakes without there having to be like an alien invasion of the world in peril there's it's 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 small scale but you care more about everybody involved in the action scenes, which makes you follow them more, which makes them more impactful, I find. Um, I think like right. something you'd see in a Transformers film. Where
0: <laughs> Even some, you know, uh, the Marvel films, the, when they're the group films, when they're the, the Avengers films, I find yeah. those fight scenes so hard to follow because there's so much going on and the way they're edited together, I'm like, I don't know who's fighting who, I don't know what's happening
1: yeah i can yeah i i i can definitely see that i i personally i love the avengers movies but that is definitely one of the the, the criticisms that can be leveled if you if you've not watched you've, if, with those movies it's like you have to watch 22 other films to fully understand who everyone is and what they can do um but yeah I, it's just this is like i say it, this the the action scenes are i think in the entire movie there's three explosions yeah like it and that's total like uh, there's three explosions in the entire film everything else is like gunfights in corridors and stuff like that yeah and it's just much more like i say you're you much more impactful and you feel much more attachment to the characters and as such it makes what's going on more high stakes than just having to un- artificially increase the stakes
0: yeah i agree i think that was so well directed mm-hmm and really well written i really enjoyed the the script and that was uh, greg rucker wrote the screenplay and he wrote the comic that it's based on
1: yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say so this is uh, this apparently is a comic from i looked it up 2017 and it was only a mini series so it's i think there are like eight issues right. so even though it isn't a wholly original idea i think it's as close as you're going to get in <laughs> modern cinema to a wholly original idea for like an action franchise um, but yeah, I, it was, I, I, I thought the script was great. They're, like we said, that scene um, where they're talking, like the, it's one of the um, couple of immortals um, sort of explaining their relationship. And it's just, like, it's it's fantastic. It's some of the best dialogue I've seen in an action movie in, in years.
0: I really liked as well, I don't want to give anything away, but that later on in the film, you find that there's more significance to what the immortals have been doing yes and yeah. i really liked the idea of uh of giving it this bigger scope making it this bigger world you know
1: yeah yeah definitely i like the idea that there's there's some other force of play that you're you're not really familiar aware of but neither of the characters yeah. um to a yeah. most part because again that gives you a lot there's a lot to play with if they do want to do more of these going forward which is just going to be fascinating to watch them dive
0: into my ideal film length okay is 90 minutes all right like, yeah and i'll do like an hour 40 hour 45 okay i can deal. this is two hours five minutes but it didn't feel long to me
1: yeah that's 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 something that i felt it it flew by um it's without being too all over the place it moves from location to location it has these set pieces that move you around. It has different it, different ways of changing up what's going on throughout. And it keeps it fresh for the entire run.
0: Speaking of that, how they change locations, you get a real sense of place as well, I felt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I think they make it more of a thing of the fact that they're actually moving from place to place.
0: Yeah, yeah. They don't just turn up like in a Mission Impossible movie, for example, where just suddenly they're in this new place. Um, you actually get... A view of them traveling so it's more like the muppets movie isn't it traveling by map so this is the point in the podcast where eddie got kicked out of zoom and i was abandoned alone shouting into the void with no one laughing at my joke
1: oh no it's fine he's
0: back hello again hi, hi. um hi. you left me hanging i made a joke and there was no laughter and i was like oh my god well
1: i, prob- <laughs> I didn't hear it so make it again uh... i said
0: that it was more like the muppets movie where they travel by map <laughs> right? that's a great that's a good joke right. <laughs> um... <laughs> when there was no laughter i was like what um... <laughs> that was good
1: yeah, no, I, I think, like, yeah, you get a real sense of place. And I think it only goes, I was thinking about this, it only goes a couple of different locations. Yeah. It starts in non-specific Middle East. Yeah. Uh, and, and then jumps to, I think, pa- like Paris, but not even Paris, like, outside of Paris. Yeah. And then London. And did you, yeah. oh, by the way, did you clock who the main bad guy was?
0: The scientist type man, the CEO. Uh,
1: yeah, the, the tech bro.
0: I recognized him but I couldn't place him.
1: That's Vernon Dursley.
0: From what else the is Harry Vernon Potter
1: movie. he's he's from the, he's he's Harry Potter's cousin. Isn't he?
0: Oh in, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry Dudley Dudley Dursley.
0: Oh Vernon my Burns. goodness. Yeah. Well, he looks different. Yeah. <laughs> he was I, very I love,
1: good. I, I think he plays excruciatingly annoying tech bro. Um, perfect, fantastic, Um brilliantly well.
0: brilliantly yeah. yeah
1: yeah i don't think there's a bad performance in this to be fair which is nice
0: uh, <laughs> yeah there's no one that you go you're pulling me out of the fantasy everyone gives you what you want
1: yeah it's uh, yeah and like i say it's just it's it's nice to experience something like this which is it's it reminded me of what i felt when i first think watching things like robocop and Highlander, in terms of it's there's a this is a completely new thing that you're unfamiliar with, you've not experienced before. It's a separate, own, standalone thing, and you don't have to of like there's no little. It's like that you don't have to have read seventy years of comic books. You don't have, to have read an entire book series to get this. It's just a thing, and you can watch it and enjoy it. Uh, and if you like it, maybe we'll make more of them <laughs> sort yeah. of thing, which I just don't don't think you get enough of anymore.
0: I think you're bang on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just... so
0: I didn't been doing this for every film, but I think I mean it's kind of a kind of a moot point, really, because we've already covered it. But does it meet the basic Bechdel Wallace test? So uh, the movie has to have at least two women in it. Yep. Yep. Who talk to each other? Yep. Yep. About something other than a man. Yes. Yeah. You don't even <laughs> mention men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't come up at all.
0: It's brilliant. Um,
1: which would have been so easy to do with the story of the, the one who's the new immortal or of she has a boyfriend that she has to worry about leaving behind but it would have been so easy to do that but again so boring so predictable so let's do something else instead
0: absolutely or the person that uh there's a maybe or maybe not that Charlize theron had a relationship with previously that person could have been a man but it yeah. wasn't made it so yeah. much more interesting and refreshing
1: yeah, I, I think one of the things I liked about it was like, if you are immortal, you probably would have to be bisexual.
0: Yeah, I thought that least. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's sorry, bisexual people. I don't know if that's yeah. okay to say. Although, you know, I'd, but, yeah, I'd consider myself bisexual. If, so if there, there are okay any, about
1: that. <laughs> if, if there, yeah, if there are only five other people in the universe who <laughs> who
0: were living as who, long who, as who you. you, as
1: you are, then you kind of have to.
0: <laughs> at least try yeah. things.
1: Yeah. For crying out loud.
0: At least give things a go. <laughs> finally, well, not finally, so we're going to do our ratings, but looking at this movie through a future site, how do you think the film will age?
1: I've got a sneaking suspicion that this movie will not be something that people are talking about right now, but in five ten years time this is going to become a movie that people look back on very fondly because i think a lot of the people who are in this like the uh, the um, kiki lane is going to go on to do very well i think the thing about netflix is if it does enough views it'll get a sequel um and I, I yeah i think this is going to become more popular as word of mouth gets out about it and it spreads around and i think it's going to be looked back on quite favorably because i don't think it does anything. I think everything it tries to do, it does well. Uh,
0: yeah, it <laughs> and does it tackles some really current issues, but it doesn't do it with a sledgehammer.
1: Yeah, it's not in any way heavy-handed. It's yeah. the, the way they address the issue of race is simply by let's have a main character who's black.
0: Yeah.
1: And the way they deal with the issue of representation is let's just have some main characters who are gay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's <laughs> mm. <laughs> which may is is probably and then and then don't write those characters as black character or gay character write them as characters who have that trait
0: exactly
1: um yeah and yeah i think it's going to be looked back on quite well by or i'm completely wrong and nobody will be talking about this in 10 <laughs> years, and i'll be the one person going how can you have not seen the old guard <laughs>
0: um i do think i'm not too keen on the name you know I'll,
1: I'll, yeah i'll give you that that doesn't really set up what you're in for
0: and it's too forgettable. Even when you said it just now, I was like, oh yeah, that's the title of the film that we're talking about. <laughs> and I only watched it last night. <laughs> that is a criticism that could hurt people finding yeah, it and wanting to watch it.
1: It does suggest that if I know anything about Hollywood naming conventions, when we get to like the fifth one in this series, we're going to get the old guard five, colon, the new guard. <laughs>
0: Hollywood, that is patented. Eddie Edwards gets the credit for that name. (laughs) I look forward to it. I look forward to the old guard five, the new guard. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, (laughs) So I guess we'll just revisit our ratings. So we each gave it like a seven, seven and a half. I think I definitely, I'm happy to move up to a seven and a half, maybe even edging on an eight, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 going to keep it at seven and a half, but with the the caveat to that that Highlander is one of my favourite movies, and I fully admit it's a seven and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like there are, the, this is like this is a movie that I know I'm going to come back to. I'm going to watch a lot, and it could be in time become one of my favourite films. But it's it's also it's 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 action nonsense. <laughs> it is, it is,
0: yeah. Yeah. But it's action nonsense with a
1: heart. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, thank you I so want. much for talking to me, Eddie.
1: That's okay, Bob. It was a pleasure.
0: And I'm sure I'll have you on again because, you know, movies.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed our chat today. Now I'm going to run through my Bobcorn of the week sweet or salty. I'll start off with my salty bucket this week. And flying into the salty bucket is 2015's The Visit. Uh, This is available on Netflix. This N. Night Shyamalan thriller has disappointing acting with a twist you can see from a mile off. Three out of 10. Await further instructions, joins it in the salty bucket. This 2018 film is available on Netflix and it's an allegory in it. This sci fi has a message and it says it in the least subtle way possible. My advice? await a better film three out of ten and the final film in the salty bucket this week is 1996's james and the giant peach available on prime but for me not quite peachy keen more like a peach pit this 90s classic children's film was too scattered for me four out of ten in the 50-50 mix, I've got A Wrinkle in Time from 2018. This is available on Prime. It's got an impressive cast and an ambitious story, but unfortunately, this wrinkle in Ava DuVernay's directing career feels like a waste of time. Five out of ten. Now on to our delicious sweet buckets first one in there this week is the adams family animation from 2019 this is available on netflix it's got a great cast and a fun story which brings the adams family back from the dead seven out of ten another spooky kids film joining it in the sweet bucket is frank and weenie now this is the 1984 short and i don't know why tim burton remade this with this 2012 much more boring feature length animation when this original short is more fun both the short and the full length are available on disney plus i gave this short 7 out of 10. a bit of a surprise for me in the sweet bucket was horse girl from 2019 this is available on netflix and it's had pretty poor reviews online but for me this film had a perfect balance between a sci-fi storyline and a sensitive depiction of mental health issues this was an 8 out of 10 and the final film in the sweet bucket this week was whale rider from 2002 available on prime and cited as an inspiration for moana this is a beautiful story and a must-see movie nine out of 10 Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to I'll Have a Film Please, Bob. Massive thanks go to Eddie Edwards for being my guest this week and for choosing the film that we watched. I think it was an absolute banger. Big credit props go to John, Jackie and Els for their creative input. Thanks so much everyone and I'll see you next week on I'll Have a Film Please, Bob.